Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyone is a fanatic With skeletons in the attic My name is Brent and this is Patrick Our show is overly dramatic our show is overly dramatic. Yeah, we're killing it, man. That was like jazzier. It was a jazzier version. Yeah, know. sounds great. <laughs> Episode five. So I guess uh, we don't need to introduce ourselves anymore, right? I don't we're... think so. No. <laughs> My name is Patrick. Um, I'm the black man from King City. That's it. And that's, and I'm Brent. I'm the white guy who plays the guitar. Famous for like great comebacks. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I'll so, steal that from you. Yeah. So good to know your audience. Indeed. Indeed. Um, what's going on this week, man? I was walking through my neighborhood and I meant to talk to you about this last week. I have a neighbor who has a bumper sticker. It's very right. weird. Um, just like, I don't know how somebody can hold on to hate for so long. The bumper sticker says, still pissed at Yoko. <laughs> I, I have no problem with that. How, how long can you hold on to a, like what, what, wow. what was Yoko supposed to do? Like take the bullets? You know? this, this, this year is the 40th anniversary of John Lennon's death. Wow. And That's a... People are still hating on Yoko. Yeah, what did she do? I don't remember. I've, I've had people who've killed relatives that I've forgiven quicker. <laughs> and I, I think maybe, I don't know. I know we're you know just kind of kidding around, but maybe because she, outside Jackie Onassis, I think yeah. she's probably the most famous widow in history. Okay. Because she's famous for being a widow. And yeah. I think the, yeah. bajillion, the bajillions of dollars might rub people the wrong way. Right. Too bad. That's how it is. That's know? it, man. See. And then, uh, yeah, I was reading up on it, and they, they talked about um, the guy who shot him. He was up for parole like 10 times already. Yeah, yeah. They won't let him out, though. <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark David Chapman. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say his name, but, yeah, he um, – oh. I'm sorry. You should no, no, have... it's fine. I would, I would, I wouldn't say. It. I don't want to make him make him famous. That's what I said. F that guy. I'm not okay. saying his name. Um, okay. But yeah, like he shot, shot him like four or five times in the back and in the ribs. And he stood, he stood like a cop on a show. Right. Like all like you know, uh, like the stance and everything like that. It was right. like, It was like no more than five feet. Did you see the picture? There's a very famous picture of John Lennon signing a record or giving an autograph to that guy earlier wow. that night. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's really haunting. Yeah. And there was this thing, they were saying that he was like fascinated with the story Catcher in the Rye. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. And that's, that's, a, that's a book I read in high school. Yeah, that's a book I taught in high school. Really? Yeah, I always, I always taught it because of the, the sort of the moving from the, 
from the sort of the modernist period of pre-war to the postmodern or the contemporary period. Yeah. And I, I use J.D. Salinger and John Jack Kerouac as examples of a new style of uh, writing. Wow. So. Yeah. I guess that got yanked off the curriculum pretty quick. Really? <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I'll watch some fireworks this week as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we went. We went to Niagara. Oh. For a little break, at a right. cottage, and like they had fireworks here in the area, Canada Day, which was July first, right? And we go to Niagara, like on the third. Okay. There's fireworks on the third. Yeah. And then on the fourth. Right. I don't understand the fireworks on the third at like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. at nighttime. Well, I used to, I used to, one of my best and oldest friends uh, went to the University of Windsor because he couldn't get in anywhere else. But, um, they have hey, don't, don't don't take the crap on Windsor. I got a lot of friends from Windsor who would. No, absolutely. I'll, I'll, speak, I'll speak slowly then. But no, it's uh, they used to have. I still do probably. But when he was going to university there, they had a Freedom Fest. So the fireworks would start on Canada Day, and they would okay. go until the Fourth of July. Because so Niagara is a border town. Yes, as, as was Windsor. So I, I guess that's I guess that's what it's for. Either that, or they just have such a surplus of fireworks from nobody going out on Victoria Day. Yeah, so gotta gotta blow them off somehow. Yeah, let's just let's just fire it up. I had to Google. I was like, what is so special about July third? And the first thing that popped up was it's Tom Cruise's birthday. Well, like, there you go. <laughs> uh, I guess he's somewhere in Niagara. This is like a new Mission Impossible shooting or something. Like, I don't know, man. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Tom Cruise's birthday is July 3rd. Yeah. I can't believe I've gone all these years without knowing that. <laughs> like you need, you need that info to make your life that much more special, right? So, so then is it like a Scientology holiday? Is, is it like their I, Christmas? I don't know. It's hey, that's a good day, question. You know? That's a good question. <laughs> they get, they, all the guys go on boat cruises and pretend not to look at each other in bikinis? Hey, now. Yeah. Couldn't say. No idea. I don't know. How was your week, man? Well, it's uh, pretty good, actually. I bought, now this is really a pedestrian, but I bought one of those soda streams last week. All right, because so regular it. water isn't enough. Regular water is not enough. Not when, not when there is a pandemic going on, because okay. you, need, you need a little bit of carbonation in your life. Right. If you're just drinking plain water, then it does feel like a prison sentence. Okay. So, I got that. I just like the regular club soda, just the sparkly water, but you, okay. can, you can get like Coke, ginger ale, iced tea for it. You just mix it in. It's quite, uh, quite lovely. So that's for our, for our listeners. That's how exciting my life is. Your um, life. Yeah. High point of my high point of my week is getting a soda stream, but no, I've been cooking outside every day because I I've been trying to embrace my, uh, my drum beating instinct, right? My, my male, hunter-gatherer instinct so I'm cooking outside all the time all right and uh yeah the other the other thing it's I work online as you know so okay. part of my part of my existence hasn't been altered too much by the pandemic uh, I work online I teach English I do ESL I do speech coaching all that kind of stuff um mainly because I like having a job where I don't need pants so <laughs> <laughs> hey I'm not wearing any right now but who cares I, I had a, I had a hunch, but, um, <laughs> so I was, uh, 
in uh, I, one of the things I do is I teach Korea, and this is like weird, but the mayor of Seoul committed suicide last night. Wow. Amidst a, uh, a Me Too accusation. I, I shouldn't admit a sexual assault accusation. Right? Okay. So this is like 10 hours ago. So all my Korean students, they're just in shock. They're feeling weird. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's not a jokeable, it's not funny, no. particularly, but I figure the Me Too movement is really big in Korea because they have no white people to hate. So oh, you're going to have uh, to refresh my memory on Me Too. I, it's been a while since it's well, been the news. The basically, yeah, it's funny. That kind of really took a backseat, you know. Yeah, I'm being facetious, but like it's, I know, I know. it's been so, um, yeah, it really did, eh? Like, before it was just like one powerful male after another going down. It was like, I'm waiting for this month's uh, story, think, B2 story. I think they got them all. Because, yeah, okay. That's it. That's, no, no other man in our society sexually has ever them. Has ever done anything. Yeah. That's it. We're done. It's a clean slate. We're back to the top of the batting order. So, but yeah. just when is, uh, so in, in Korea, for this, for this mayor, like, are they already working on a Netflix special? I, w I would imagine so. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, and he was, he was a lefty. He was yeah. popular, champion of the underdog, but, you know, so was Bill Clinton. Yeah, true. So, so it's one of those things where uh, if you're going to kill yourself over an accusation, that, that suggests guilt. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know much about habeas corpus or jurisprudence, but... If you are not even going to face the accuser, uh, you're just going to off yourself instead. Maybe you did something pretty bad. Right. So. Yeah. I just want to, yeah, it's a, it's a shout out to the Me Too movement itself because no other movement really pushes people to that limit, right? Like yeah. powerful men commit suicide out of guilt and shame. This does not happen in the BLM or any other these movements so that's a that's a real special thing going on well yeah that that's interesting i mean if if you uh if they got you dead to rights you know i mean if they if they got you yeah uh, you know, look at look at harvey i mean he's still denying it even though there's witness after witness proven right. sentence after sentence he's been found guilty but he's still saying i didn't do nothing right yeah. so yeah it's weird i don't yeah the like any other movement, it gets co-opted and corrupted by its most extreme uh, agenda-driven people. But yeah. as a pure as a pure social movement to even the playing field, to get justice for people who have been treated poorly, as as a matter of, of of systemic existence, then yeah, I do I do applaud it. I don't. Yeah, there's no point because everybody's always like, well, the what what aboutism? Like, well, what about this guy who was falsely accused? People who are falsely accused get get the justice. Hopefully, the retractions are as strong as the accusation. Yeah, that's that's a that's a point too. Because I yeah, there's a lot of at least a few comics that I know. Right. Patrice O'Neill, for example, he was falsely accused of right. um, sexually harassing a girl when he was in high school. Almost went to jail for that stuff. And wow. yeah, and and she, nothing really happened to her. So that kind of like pushed him to a, a brand of comedy where it's very, it was very misogynistic, right? But yeah. that was what he dealt with. And that was real to him. So sure. um, the false accusations 
it's it's a big issue too and I, I just feel like there's not enough of a penalty for it yeah that's a tricky thing because right now there's no penalty right none even if, yeah. it, even, if it, even if it comes out but yeah yeah i mean this is an issue that could sidetrack us like crazy but i mean look at louis ck he asked permission to practice air guitar in front of people <laughs> and they said yes that's all he was doing. Like, if I leave here tomorrow, like he's. he's all right. Um, on the yeah. next. <laughs> I read a book this week, man. I read a book. Uh, Last this is a musician's book. So uh, this is for all the people who love music out there. This is Steven Tyler. The title of this of his memoir was the noise. Does the noise in my head bother you? Cool. Let me, can I just interrupt for a second? I have yeah. to say that last week was definitely the longest Jackie Chan conversation I've ever participated oh, in. Oh, yeah, for sure. So but I'm looking forward to this one. This, this one, because you're a musician. So, like, I'm, like, he was, he talked a lot about, it was, there was no, you know, most memoirs will, like, start at childhood and take you all the way up in a sort of chronological order. Yeah. The book was just, like, random stories. <laughs> kind of piece together. Of course, that is exactly the way he thinks, right? If you so imagine would, a stream of consciousness. I would expect nothing less. Yeah. So I had a few takeaways from it. There was a lot of drugs. Really? A lot of drugs. Hey. It seemed like he was just always in and out of rehab. Like, right. he would get better and then you know, head back. But there was a point where, the because he's the lead singer, so there was kind of more pressure on him to be the only one who, you know, was clean at the time. Meanwhile, everybody else in the right. band right. was taking at a certain point. And so their manager at one point, like, forced him into rehab. And he's like, why aren't everybody else? Like, how do you expect me to be clean if my environment is toxic? Exactly. <laughs> they didn't even cross the band manager's like yeah. thoughts, but there was just so much pressure on him as the as the lead singer. You didn't, I didn't realize that um, you know the drummer could take the night off, or the drummer can go on stage with a headache. But like as a lead singer, if you have like one little issue with your vocal cord, you're done. Yeah, right? yeah, it's refund time. Yeah. Did you know that uh, who was his who was his uh, biggest musical influence did you know who it was um i think it was the beatles wasn't it no um i'll give you two two guesses okay. janice joplin or mick jagger uh i would say janice jan you're right okay because people, right. always, people always thought he was like a, a an imitation of of mick jagger right yeah because he, he pretended you actually like told a story about like uh being mick jagger's younger brother at one point right. well, getting he's into that, he's got that like big mouth and the uh, yeah yeah but yeah janice joplin he wanted to imitate her style so much so that's um i see i can see that totally you see that eh yeah absolutely I, that that kind of surprised me but i guess you knew you know more about music um uh, that's pretty cool you know yeah he he he's obviously uh very much into the sex and drugs and rock and roll typical lifestyle right but like he embraced the femininity of it sure yeah 
Very much so. And he's got this, he's got this sort of fluid sort of, um, well, I don't know if it, if it's exactly androgyny because he's got this masculine thing, but he's got, I think it's when you get to that point where you're secure enough in your masculinity, you can be as feminine as you want. Right. And the Stones did that too. Mick was all yeah. about that. That's right. sort of the ethos. So. He, um, so I have a question for you then. Like if you're making music, do you start with the lyrics or the drugs? <laughs> um, well, all the lyrics are about drugs. <laughs> so, you know, I'm working on a new one called Cheech and Chong's Van. Right. Hey, Patrick, what you doing? I don't know. That's a good, that's good. Yeah. I hope that goes into a bit because that's awesome. okay. That's a good line. Um, no, no, but seriously, like he, he was talking more on like a spiritual level of being a musician and it's talking about like as he's writing it's not the magic isn't with the actual note the magic is not hitting the notes it's it's this it's in between the beats that he feels the rhythm and the and the vibe of the music and and he finds the lyrics okay. do you feel the same way about music that the magic is in between um, the beats I, I understand that. I my mind is usually racing faster between beats and notes and things like that because that that's when you have the, the time to think and you tend to think really quickly when you're playing. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I think honestly it's an individual thing. Like I'm uh, I've I've never done drugs and I I've never felt oh boy if I was only fried out of my head I'd write a better song. I've never had yeah. that that sort of uh, idea. Um, no, it's okay. I, I think it's each person has their own sort of process. And sometimes I think one of the one of the things that does inspire a person is hardship, drama, friction, misery. Yeah. That kind of thing. Some of the most down times in my life is, is when I've written the best songs I have. True. So, you know, it's like when you when you get a new girlfriend, you can't write songs about how blue the sky is, you know, how clean the air is right but then when you break up then you got a lot of songs then you got a lot of new stuff but with steven tyler i can understand that he does seem like a like a fairy kind of mystical you know like a channel for whatever's coming through him yeah as opposed to because i don't think he writes i think he's a he's a he's an interpreter of things so okay. that, could be, that could be like song songwriters are like a carpenter sometimes whereas he is just a conduit and i, I like that, that. That's a good explanation. But people don't know this about him too. Like his father was a classically trained, is, I think he's still alive, is a classically trained pianist. Like he could play, like he went to Juilliard um, for music and his mom was like a um, performer too, actress. And so, so he had that sort of artistic, dramatic influence in his life. He, yeah. he even said like, his dad would come over and play some old classical pieces and like bring him to tears at age 90 plus, you know, that's, that's special, man. Yeah. I can, I can get into that. He's also yeah. a kick-ass drummer, by the way. Yeah. He's a really good drummer. Yeah. He taught his own uh, bandmate how to, how to play the okay, cool. things on the drums. Hmm. It's that yeah. Keith Moon style that it's more feeling than counting with him. Like a lot of jazz drummers sort of uh, actually, 
Aerosmith is more like a swing jazz band, if you think about it. They're not, people used to think they were metal, but they never were. They were pure rock and roll. But it's got like this, if you think about the guitar lines and like, it's all like horns almost. You know? yeah. Stuff like that. So right. you, can, you can see, you can hear the jazz and the swing arrangements in their stuff. Okay. And he just like bebops and scats on top of it. So right. Really, they were so mainstream, it wasn't cool to like them in the 90s, but they're actually a pretty pretty innovative band. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Then he talked about one more thing about, you know, there's, there's people who are trained singers. So is it, which do you think is more important? Is it to have the perfect notes or to have a voice with character? Voice with character. Yeah. So um, accepting your imperfections then. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, I, I have. I'm getting older, of course, but sometimes I can't tell the difference between the singers on the radio because they right. all sound the same, and it's all overproduced and it's all like you know digitally produced now. I, I love people like Joe Strummer, Tom Waits, Bob Dylan, um, stuff like that. Even though you know it might not sound the prettiest, you'll never forget it. You know, mm. like I, I remember, I remember the Sex Pistols much better than I remember like Casey and the Sunshine Band or something like that. Because okay. that voice just sticks with you. The poem. Yeah, he, as he spoke in his book, it was kind of like, he was so disgusted by people who can sing the perfect notes. Yeah, me too. Not, he's so disgusted by it. I, I was yeah. shocked. I'm like, so then why do we take music lessons? Why are so many people paying for music lessons if it's yeah. more important to have your own voice and, and not strive to be that right yeah i find a lot of people with with enviable technical expertise are not particularly artistic that's why you hire them to play on the stuff that you write very interesting they're not writers they're they're mechanics yeah it's equally important yeah he's he's pretty fascinated with uh with yoga too but anything from india he he has he, he talked about that a lot in his book uh, and like one of the one of the things that he, he sort of mentioned was you know to all you yogis out there who think you're doing it for spiritual uh awakening or whatever just remember the the roots of yoga are for longer lasting sex that's the true <laughs> <laughs> roots of yoga. just know that <laughs> that fact out there so that's cool too that bit of information doesn't help me at all no I still don't do yoga, so. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't have sex. So. Oh, good. Good for you. What <laughs> up? Um, all right. So uh, we're on to our first Canadian topic. This is me. I think I saw there's a lot of a lot of name changes happening ever since the passing of George Floyd. Uh, so the, the, the BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement has inspired some changes in some bands and some sports names. Did you know now the Dixie Chicks are now known as just the Chicks? Did yeah. you know Lady Antebellum is now known as Lady A? And even uh, a Canadian university, the Simon Fraser University, their team name is now uh, being reconsidered. Uh, their, their team name is called the Klansmen, shortened form, the Clan. They're having a vote on that. 
And even the Washington Redskins, the Washington Redskins are also looking at a name change as well. So is this the right time to make changes to sports teams' names or even band names or any other names? Or is the movement for forcing these, these changes being overly dramatic? Good time. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to know. What do you think about that? Well, they also changed the the um, they changed the name of Old South Lemonade. Now it's called Satan's Urine. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I get it. I mean, this is I have mixed feelings about it because this is we're genuinely in a moral panic, right? And moral panics don't tend to go really well, um, even for the people who started the moral panic. You know that Robespierre had his head cut off too. Right. So once once you cut off all your enemies heads, you're going to start looking at your friends saying, hmm, you said something once. So right. I, I don't know. The Dixie Chicks. Dixie. I don't know why the North isn't called Macy. Maybe the Macy's store sued them, but it's the Mason Dixon line. It's a geographical line in in the U.S. dividing North from South. And I know that that was the line, you know, the Civil War. So Dixie was the South. But. It's it, it's not like they were called the Peckerwood chicks, you know, or or like the you know cotton picking chicks. It's like the Dixie chicks. It's Dixie. It's it's like saying well, I don't know. But now they're the chicks. So the chicks. Once I always feel like don't you feel like there's a there's a high school band out there like a, at oh, least a million of them that have been called the chicks. It's, there are, yeah, there's got to be a million called the chicks spelled just with an X, you know, like the chicks. Yeah, yeah. And also, when is the, when are the Me Too people going to say, oh, hey, wait a second, chicks is a derogatory name for women. There you go, yeah. So, I don't know. I thought Dixie Chicks was fine. Everybody knew who they were. If we're going to retcon everything, depending on who's pissed off about what now, then we might as well just have a massive bonfire and burn everything, which is yeah. what, you know, certain people want. And antebellum, you know what antebellum means? It, was, it means the period between the wars, right? The Bella Pock. So yeah. antebellum is basically the time usually referred to in the South between the War of Independence and the Civil War, the, the Gone with the Wind era. Yeah. And they wanted that canceled or destroyed or whatever. What people don't seem to understand because they love to tweet, but they're too stupid to actually read anything. What? People are stupid? I don't know. <laughs> Did you say black people are stupid? What? <laughs> oh, like people. Oh, people. Yeah, people. Yes. Um, they don't want to do the research, right? They just want to hop right. on the bandwagon. Gone with the Wind mocked the antebellum period. It made fun of how uh, oblivious and ignorant the uh, the lords and ladies were, and it actually showed how the slaves actually ran. Now, I'm not obviously. I don't even have to say. I'm not saying it was good to have slavery. Obviously not. But it did not demean the people in it. However, what I'm saying about that, antebellum, it's known as a Southern thing. If they want to change it to Lady A, it just sounds like Lady Anal now. Right. So, you know, it's... Um, also, there's two dudes in that band. There's only one one lady. So how did they right. even yeah. get away with the name at the start in the first place? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's weird. That's why you need, like, something neutral and, and dumb like ABBA. I think that... Uh, yeah. LABBA. Labia. Yeah. But, uh, and also, look, the clan. The clan. This one is hard, man. With a K. 
It's not with a K. It's Scottish. It's it Scottish. with a C. It's a C. It's the Scottish. They're they're yeah. trying to honor the Scottish. <laughs> they're, they're trying to honor their Scottish heritage in the Fraser Valley in in British Columbia. So yeah. I I understand people hear the word clan, but seriously, how frail are we? How how easily are we melted into a puddle of outrage at the name no. clan? It's a Scottish name. But they go to they 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 are a division two team right so they go down to the states so they're playing like the tuskegee airmen versus the clan think about well, it man this is this become like the washington generals and just get beat every time by the harlem globetrotters i know but yeah I, but I then, you know what the irony is because they 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 end up having to play these teams in some of the historically black colleges or universities in the states but four of their guys are, are black, four of their starters. Right. Right? So I don't know. It, 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 it definitely gets tricky when you're in a, in a southern university or in a, in a university anywhere in the States, and we're like, oh, there's no racism in Canada. Here we are, the Klan. Because automatically, there's only one Klan. Well, in... in because they don't know our history. They don't know. Right. Well, we should teach them our history then. They, uh, see, we, we often bend over backwards to please the U.S., and I don't think they're worth pleasing, Frank. Yeah. No, I hear you. Obviously, it's a, it's a, di it's a difficult issue. It's, audibly, it says clan, so we understand exactly why that bothers some people. Yeah. But, you know, if, if, if you put in, like, five minutes of research, then you can see it's not. If they want to change it, Changing clansmen to clan, I don't think that's a step up. That's kind of a lateral douche move, frankly. Yes. Yeah, they're looking to fully change it now because uh, there was a professor there has been arguing since like 2016 to get it changed. Change it to like the Highlanders. I mean, BC's full yeah. of Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, the, the, the skirt wearing kilt boys or something. Yeah, speaking of like, because we have the Eskimos, in in the CFL, right? And a lot of people have been that hasn't been attacked yet. Asking yeah. asking for that to be changed for a long time. For a long time. But then I Google things at Edmonton and all I could find was the West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> so there's nothing really to change it to, right? I think they should change their name because we need three teams called the Rough Riders. <laughs> that would be oh if the Rough Riders are playing against the Rough Riders, but the Rough Riders are off tonight. Yeah. Two teams called the Rough Riders, and that, that's a uh, real pro and, league there. And then, like, what would, we, what would we change our own grammatically incorrect Toronto Leafs to? People uh -huh. are pissed off about that for a long time, you know? Yeah, that's uh, – I don't know. I was going to say for football, um, the Argonauts should be changed to the R-naught rating because of the COVID spread. But, um, right. No, yeah, the grammatically correct thing is part of the charm. It's like SOX, you know, Red Sox, yes. Leafs. I, Leafs. I don't, I, nobody, I don't like it. You could, I'll change it to that. the 401 traffickers or <laughs> the Toronto <laughs> mostly immigrants, something like that. Right, yeah, exactly. The, uh, yeah, the, the, the constant construction team or something. But I, I, yeah, I was reading on um, the internet this morning, the certain companies are, are refusing to sell um, gear or attire for the Washington Redskins until they change their name. So, like, I think Walmart and Amazon are refusing to sell anything 
um, with the Washington Redskins now. They're, they're, they really want that name to be changed. I do admire one thing about the Washington Redskins ownership. They're, they're really steadfast in their assholery because <laughs> that's the oldest argument we have. I think even in the earliest PC era, the late 80s, the yeah. Redskins was always a target for the, the, the pre-Cambrian woke crowd. Right. Redskins and uh, the Cleveland Indians was later, but the Redskins, because it's a slur, um, they were targeted early. I shouldn't say targeted. They were, um, they were challenged early um, and they stuck to it. They're like, no, we're not changing it. So, you know, in a quick Google search, you can find hundreds of team names that need changing. Well, of course. The, of course. the Kansas City Chiefs, the Atlanta Braves, the Golden State Warriors, the Cleveland Indians, the Eskimos, the Blackhawks, the Redmen. It's just like the list is just on and on and on and there's so much to choose from now what's wrong with warriors i mean every culture has warriors i know is it the golden state is it the, the yeah yeah know. well first of all i mean i think Chiefs sounds pretty badass i think uh i think brave sounds cool i mean if you talk to a lot of native people the spokespeople the activists they're always up in arms about it regular native folks actually like that stuff they think it's yeah it's true. Um, a lot of indigenous voices have said, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> it's badass. It, it was, I, what I, I'm try, I was trying to think back, is there, has there ever been a black issue that I didn't have a problem with? Like I didn't have a big issue with Trudeau at the time doing the blackface because it was something people did at party. I didn't take offense to it. And other people were like crazy going upset. So I can understand their point of view. Um, at least they mention, or at least they're sort of keeping the indigenous uh, voice present. Sure. In, in a way. Are they giving them money? Are they giving back their land? No, they're not. But you're in our sports team logo. So it's, I mean, as negative as the connotation might be these days, I think it was probably an homage of some sort. Right. You know, that's okay. Yeah. So, are we on mine now? Yeah. My next, uh, so I'll try to go quick because our, our listeners and readers are very, very patient, but I think we might go on a little bit long. So um, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Is it? What did he do? Well, um, he <laughs> Yeezy has officially announced that he's running for president of the United States, which is no surprise because there's an appetite now for unconventional in America, and Trump is evidenced by that. His was a colossal failure, but a lot of people wanted to try an outsider. So you don't get much more outside the Washington Beltway than, uh, than Kanye West. So my question then, which Canadian singer would be the best to become our prime minister? Would it be Drake? as a discount version of Kanye, since we often think of ourselves as a discount version of America. Uh, would it be Beaver? Beaver. <laughs> Bieber, since we can't get the youth to vote. Maybe Definitely not Beaver. No, but uh, yeah, we don't get the youth to vote. So maybe they'd come out for him. Uh, yeah. Would it be Shania Twain? Uh, since all the world leaders will just do whatever she says because they're busy staring at her chest. Mm -hmm. um, would it be Getty Lee? Since we'll win all the wars, by playing Rush music, and our enemies will just fall asleep. 
uh, or would it be Brian Adams? Because we'll get treated uh, wonderfully in trade deals because all the other nations just feel sorry for us. So I don't know. So in essence, that was a lot funnier when I was writing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In essence, are the people who want to get rid of real politicians and bring in entertainers just being overly dramatic. Yes, they are. Indeed. But there's not a problem with it. Like the 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 leader of the free world, President Trump, came in with no experience. And Kanye's looking at the same thing. He's 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 thinking this is this is like another version of me. That's this is like white me. You know? So I think Kanye is just like because he's so crazy, right? Think of some of the things he said in his life. Right. He's just as egotistical as Trump. He's yeah. just as mad as Trump is. Well, he's probably more egotistical because he actually is more talented. <laughs> not, not, not financially. Well, yeah. But he said stuff like this. I am God's vessel. My greatest pain in life is that I'll never get to see myself perform live. <laughs> and on Kim Kardashian, he said... Y'all acting like this isn't the most beautiful woman of all time. The top 10 of human existence. I mean, come on, man. She's wow. beautiful now. She's blessed by God, of course. And her surgeon. But like, <laughs> Kanye, he's crazy, man. He's got some serious confidence. You know who he reminds me of? Like, what type of confidence? He's got... He's got white woman confidence, man. You know the, the type of confidence you, you can walk into a store and get a refund for something you've been using for months? Right. That he has that kind of crazy thoughts. So I can't really take him serious because I think he's been canceled by black people for a, a while now, like at least three years. Ever since he said he would have voted for Trump, he's been canceled. Right. By at least the black voters. So I can't take him seriously. Of all those on the list, I have to tell you, man, somewhere <laughs> on a cruise ship right now, Celine Dion is standing, looking out over the Titanic and just like, how could you leave me off that list? I speak French. Right. I'm like the top selling female performer of all time. Yeah. How could... She would literally be the, the top candidate of all the singers for Canada. I guess so. I just don't think she, she, she's too polished. You know? We don't want <laughs> too polished. Yeah. We want well, her husband was grooming her since the age of 12. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. so like that's, that's a pretty dark spot. Right. And uh, well, yeah, she, uh, she she would be an interesting choice, but it seems as though everything would just be so fake. You know, I want somebody who would actually show up at a UN meeting drunk out of their mind. You know, I want I want somebody to go in there reeking of pot. All right. Well, let me look at the rest of them. I think Brian Adams. There's no way. He yeah. just had a, like a racist tweet a short time ago about bad eating people, coronavirus tweet. So he's he's pretty much canceled as well, at least by uh, the majority of Asian Canadians. His election song might be, Please Forgive Me. <laughs> but he wasn't, he wasn't talking about Asian Canadians. He was talking about, well, whatever. That's a whole other issue. 
I guess. Uh, no, he wasn't talking about Asian Canadians specifically. He was hating on China. Which most Asian Canadians do anyway. But they took it offensively. As, well, that's what we do these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But, I, I mean, he has some good songs. Mm-hmm. That, that Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves song, I right. Do It For You. I remember that. That was a pretty big part of my childhood, actually. Look into my heart. He's a <laughs> With Canada, we have the best lyricists, like Leonard Cohen, and we have the worst lyricists, like Brian Adams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no mediocre lyricists in Canada. But Brian Adams literally made a bunch of white guys feel they could be Don Juan. With that, <laughs> with that have you ever loved, really right. loved a woman's song. Yeah, right. That video trips me out to this day. Yeah. That's, uh, I liked his early stuff, you know. Got my first real six yeah. string. I like that stuff. I yeah. don't like all his later schmaltziness. No. And then, I don't know, maybe Drake. Maybe Drake. He's got a lot of bases covered, right? He's got the black father, Jewish white yeah. mother. Checks a lot of boxes. Checks a lot. So, like, a lot of people can identify with him, including rich white men. <laughs> so, but I think, I think he's just, he's probably going to be too busy. Right. He's running, he's running like OVO, which is his company. He's got the Raptors games he's got to go to. He's got Rihanna. He's trying to still make a relationship with, so he might be too busy. Yeah, running the country would be a massive pay cut for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Shania. Oh, man, I feel like a woman. Uh, I, <laughs> she's, she's just too sweet to run for PM. I don't know. Top-selling country singer of all. She's too sweet. You think she's sweet? I think Celine Dion's too sweet. I think Shania is actually kind of badass. She had that country kind of heft, that kind of, you know, uh, my way or the highway kind of kind of talking. Any one of her rivals just needs to sing like one of her two songs, like that. Don't impress me much. Right. Or I'm um, gonna get you good. Yeah. Just. If your songs are a comeback to your own political campaign, there's a problem. Were you Googling Shania Twain songs all morning? <laughs> and listening to them. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. No wonder you're so chippy today. Yeah. And Bieber, I don't know. He, he, he does speak French. This is a fact. Um, so, But you were saying that he can get a lot of the young kids to vote, but... Our, our legal voting age is still 18, so true. All the all the preteens are not uh, they're not gonna be able to vote. No, but they could whine and cry until their parents vote for them. There you go. That could that could happen. He'd be that cool PM who gets like everybody to make uh, make sure everybody in his cabinet has a fancy hairstyle. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's got an entourage wearing like silk and leather. Yeah. But he just got he just got married, so I think he'd be busy, you know. Hmm. Who'd he too busy? To? Did he get married to somebody famous? Uh, one of the Baldwin sisters. Uh, one of the Baldwin brothers' daughter. Ah, Baldwin. She's really she's like a model. Sure. Well, yeah. So he's settle down. He's trying not to be a statistic to divorce. That's right. what he's trying to do. No, I'm sure that'll work out great. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, 50-50. It's going to be fine. Very long, happy relationship. <laughs> like Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. It's just going to, they're going to bury each other. All right. We're going to move on to your fourth topic. We're going to skip my third 
Oh, we are? Okay. Good time, yeah. All right. Well, I'll go, uh, I'll try to go quick. So this, um, in Harper's Magazine, which I think used to be called Harper's Bazaar, um, they published an open letter last week. Now it said, pretty, pretty anodyne thing it said, basically that we need to have open exchanges of ideas um, without fear of online mobs and cancellation. Free speech has become a right-wing issue, and I don't think it should be. Um, it's, it's used, it used to be the right-wing that were the moralistic censors, and now it's the left. This letter, this sort of open letter to society was signed by such luminaries as Margaret Atwood, Noam Chomsky, J.K. Rowling, uh, Salman Rushdie, Wynton Marsalis, and many more. So typically, all these lefties, um, they're now being attacked for this letter uh, by the online cancel mobs. The Twitterati equate all free speech now with hate speech. You can only say what they want you to say, and soon enough, you'll only be able to think what they want you to think. But my sympathy for the signatories has its limits too, because they have been active participants in cancel culture until it turned on them. Now with Margaret Atwood, everybody loves Margaret Atwood. She's like the A-level Canadian artist. She gets all the right. grant money. You know, she gets all the, the book tours and the speaking tours. Mm -hmm. She's been she's been pretty cancelly herself. I mean, the or the Handmaid's Tale, the TV show they made, like people are acting like that's a documentary, you know. And I just uh, Margaret Atwood has also defended guys that were wrongfully accused of things, and she was called the wrong kind of feminist. So it's kind of coming back to bite them in the ass. So they're putting out this letter, and now they're being attacked by even woker people, which is crazy. It's like you know, VIP room, VIP room, VIP. The wokest room is like one. one one woman sitting in the back going, meh, meh, meh. so anyway, my question is, are the outrage mobs on Twitter being overly dramatic? A hundred percent they are. Thank you. Turn the damn comments off, man. Everybody <laughs> has an opinion. I don't want to hear, I don't care what your opinion is. I really yep. don't. Yep. It, it, it's fair to get feedback, but you can't do it. You shouldn't do it for everybody. You can't. I want to do it like Obama. Remember back in the day he was president? There was a time, you know what he used to have his, his staff do? He had a manager, okay? He'd okay. say, give me, give me five letters a day. Three good ones and two bad ones. Right. And make right. sure the bad ones are actually good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that stuff, when you, when you start listening to what everybody has to say, it starts messing with your head, man. Yeah, yeah. And if, if, if you are, you're a creator, you're somebody who's supposed to push limits. Okay. How can you push limits by setting boundaries? The imagination should be free. And someone who creates content in good faith shouldn't be worried about getting canceled. That's, it puts a limitation on your ability to think outside the box. And, and, and fear brings in a whole different level of it really stops you from creating what needs to be done. How can we get to that next yeah. dimension in, in our, our songwriting ability, in our creation of music, in our finding solutions for world problems, and it's if we already have these limits? Massive trouble for comedians these days because they don't know what to joke about. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, I'm kind of happy, though. Okay. 
that it has put a stop to what's like, we, we, we do comedy shows, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like every single show, there'd be like three or four misogynistic or racist comedians coming up. Yeah. You see, the thing about black people is um, fried chicken. <laughs> Shut up, man. Like, so I, I think that's been okay in a way, but yeah, on, on, on a more realistic level, you can't, you can't limit people who are supposed to be free to speak. Right. And as a teacher, it's even more scary. You literally can't say anything now. Yeah, I know. Don't talk yeah. about race. Right. Don't talk about gender identity, but get to know your students. Right. Yeah. It's Can you mind, imagine? It's a minefield. It is. It is. Can you imagine how many complaints the principal at school gets when the history teacher is doing like a lesson on World War II? <laughs> of course they're going to talk about Hitler. Right. Right? Yeah. It's like you can't say anything anymore. Even stuff within the curriculum, you have to like tiptoe yeah well now everything has to have a caveat i mean how are you going to teach history about winston churchill or george washington or thomas jefferson or Abraham? you can't how do you even there are law courses that aren't allowed to say like rape sexual assault armed robbery uh violent they're not even allowed to say those words how are you going to teach so basically we've got this our university system is just this farm of, uh, of just quivering little piles of woke babies. Yeah. At the same time, I don't know if I'd want to be in the same category as J.K. Rowling at this point. Well, I don't know. I, yeah. don't, think, I don't think her opinion makes her the next Hitler, to be honest. I think no. she's got, she has an opinion that, you know, 90-something percent of people have, and they have it respectfully. I don't think anybody, that's a whole other issue. We'll get into it sometime. But this whole thing, yeah. about, you know, you make me feel unsafe. Well, grow a pair. Yeah. So, sure. But good. I don't, want, I don't want to take too much time. What do we have to move no. on? No. I'm moving on to my keeping it real. Oh. We're gonna keep it real this week. Um, remember last week you were talking about economic equality for people of color yep. being a possible solution to having equality in society. Absolutely. So I, I just got some wheels in my head all spinning. I think there's like a super high proportion of black athletes in the NBA, NFL, making hundreds of millions of dollars. So my proposal, and the keeping it real this week, is for Donald Trump to endorse a mutual fund or some, some sort of savings fund for people of color. Take 20% of every black athlete or entertainer's salary and lump it into a fund that's going to grow exponentially and, you know, go back and invest in those people. And it's going to be called the Black Empowerment and Enhancement Fund. Beef. <laughs> so if, if Donald Trump could just uh, help with the beef, uh, he, can, he, can, he can be forgiven of all his previous yeah. faux pas, right? right? You could get him reelected with some beef. If he could beef up his administration a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah that would be. Uh, that's funny. I like. Yeah. I like your. You have all these sort of uh, anagrams. No, not anagrams. <laughs> acronyms. Uh, acronyms. Yeah. You. Uh, I like it. I like it when they get really pervy. But it doesn't work with um, like a Jewish empowering <laughs> Smith fund, <laughs> a Jeep. <G>. Right. <laughs> 
or, I was know, trying to like, find a Jeep, but it, it, I couldn't think of anything. So yeah. just kept it to the black people for this week. No, I like that. That's actually a good idea. Remember, uh, I don't agree with all the wackiness, but remember when Cynthia Nixon was running for governor in New York and she said okay. that she wanted all legalized pot sales to go to the black uh, charities? Oh, right. That, you know? Yeah. Like, okay. You see, the whole thing about all this and like electing entertainers as presidents and all this, like it couldn't go any worse. You know, that's, that's, true. that's the thing. Like, wait, we have to take it seriously. But at the same time, we live in two countries that anyone's supposed to achieve the highest, right? Yeah. So why does it have to be the elite politicians and all the time? It couldn't. It couldn't get much worse. If it was a disaster, the people would impeach, right? If it wasn't, shut up, let it happen. So some probably of these- why Trump got elected the first time. I just thought people were just like, you know what? Yeah. Couldn't be any worse than what Obama did. Whoever voted against so, Obama, whatever, right? So yeah, even Democrats are like, you know, it couldn't be any worse than Bush and Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he's gonna he's too stupid and arrogant to lie about wars to get into. Yeah. So Yeah, and then I have I have um cuz I I just read the um, Michael Moore book. So right. we'll talk about that next week, but there's a lot of talk about people just believe whatever the government tells them. Yeah. And you're just supposed to assume that the government doesn't lie to its people. Right. But we'll get into that next week. That's an excellent topic. That's an excellent topic because the media plays into that too. Yeah. So you're improvising a song for us next? I am. See, it's, you know, man, like <laughs> every week I have to have this like, oh, this is going to suck, but this is why. So it's supposed <laughs> to be pretend I impro- improvise the lyrics and then I actually write it. But then most of the time I end up just making them up on the spot pretending I wrote it. Right. So I usually do these things like, you know, five minutes before we start our podcast. Okay. So I wanted to get a, I wanted to get a little bit more local. So, um, Hey, thanks for putting a lot of thought into it, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, mean, <laughs> I said, I don't like wearing pants to work. What the hell do you want from me? Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I'll probably have to glam it up. Nice. Maybe. Nice. Uh, all right. So let's, let's do some local stuff, right? So this is about the, uh, this is about Doug Ford. Yellow eyebrows, and I don't know how to run a province. It's not my problem. Men are living selling drugs. Woo-hoo. With the Dixon City Bloods. Well, I'm here now at Queen's Park. Just keep drinking, you dumb creeps. Buck a beer. Nothing to see here. I can't see. I don't like children. Or teachers unions. I trickle down funds. Cause I got millions, yeah. Close some libraries Woo-hoo! to give tax breaks to my cronies. Woo-hoo! Well, I'm here now in Queens Park. Just keep drinking your bunch of. I can't see it. Hang on, this is a really good line. Just keep drinking your bunch of slobs, buck of beer. Don't want to be here. 
Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I try, Love that it. happens to be on. Every time I'm on stage, I have to put sunglasses on. I can't see anything either. Can't even see right. Anyway. Yeah, you should also good. not do drugs when you're performing. Indeed. <laughs> Which I don't. I don't know what you're accusing me of. <laughs> but, uh, you like that? I was, I was doing my air drumming. The whole time I'm thinking about uh, CK doing his air guitaring. So yeah. <laughs> thanks for that image. Absolutely. Bring your tambourine next time. We'll get to... Oh, we'll do. I, got a, I have a nice little African drum. Um, awesome. Not too bad at it, actually. Not too bad. Cool. Good. So final thoughts. Um, I'm going to go first. This week, we had some... There were some protests on the, on the Toronto Transit Commission, our, our, our good old subways. People did not want to wear masks because they just made it um, a law in Toronto that anywhere where it's a closed public space, you have to wear a mask to protect you from getting the virus. So some people feel like it's taking away from their rights. Well, we want to remind you, this is an act of solidarity, okay? I'll do my best not to get you or your family sick if you do the same. We'll lower the numbers, we'll free up some hospital beds, we'll get to phase three so more services can reopen. Yes, wearing a mask is not 100% effective, but the research shows that it does help a little bit, okay? It's a pretty simple ask. Just do it. That's it. I like your little uh, Nike steel there. Just do it. Just do it. All right, well, nice. My final, my final thoughts are um, we have faint rumblings of live comedy returning yeah. around around the GTA. Now, we can't say for sure yet or for sure when. Hopefully it's soon and all of my comedians and musician friends and even the poets are going to have opportunities to do their thing ASA. Yeah. So my first show back, it's going to be a cabaret night, and it will most likely include Patrick, so please stay tuned. Yeah. There you go. Cabaret night. Are we just gonna Are we just gonna play um, the recording of our podcast? <laughs> uh, might do. Yeah. <laughs> do Everybody's gonna be sitting ten feet apart. You know, and uh... Let's play the podcast. What? Just play the podcast. Yeah. 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 You have at least four songs now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, probably about twenty. It's just it's hard for me to decide which one to do. Okay each given week but nice yeah. now a lot of parody songs i'm ashamed of myself oh yeah i mean but, uh, at least let's say 10 percent. if 10 percent, that's two uh, two of those 20 could hit man maybe you know if uh, if our when our podcast catches on and goes viral and international yeah then people might be covering these at bars yeah so i got a whole lot of keep working at it we'll keep working at it Indeed. so i remind everybody to subscribe uh, share it with your friends. Keep on listening to us. We're, we're having a great time. Thanks for all your feedback, and we'll see you again next week. This has been overly dramatic. This has been overly dramatic. This has been overly dramatic. Na 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 na